0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit slash PSP to get a free 30 day trial. Probably science. God. So You're already right. here. I'm You're
1: that already you guys here. You're already are
2: interviewing us because we're hot. <laughs> Russian celebrity models. partner uh, comedians. We're not partners. Like Will Ferrell and Adam <laughs> McKay. I'm okay. Adam Mc- McKay. I'm Will Ferrell.
3: And this is Probably <laughs> Science. Welcome <laughs> to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. That's Andy Wood. Hey. How's
0: it going? That's, I can't complain. Let's just go straight into sure, the Sure, why not?
3: Let's, let's, let's introduce
2: them by their other legal names. <laughs> Deborah Ada <Anna> Robinson. <laughs> and ever, Eva Maynard. Yeah, thanks. How's it... Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. It's a double <laughs> guest episode, people. Hi. We, it's need an international episode? It mm-hmm. is. I'm Canadian. Yep. I'm
1: Texan. So. I,
2: and I, I mistakenly. Well, here's the thing. I When you did. When you you did you think Ever was Canadian? I didn't
3: think Ever was Canadian until she was playing a Canadian in your show that we did together a week ago. And I was like, oh, I never knew Ever was Canadian. I thought she was American. And it turns out that was wrong, and she is American.
2: I am an American. She plays a mean Canadian. Do your thickest Canadian Specifically
3: accent. Specifically Katie Lang. <laughs> you,
2: <play God>. a- <laughs> but you Are, wait, like are you from Chicago, Cal. or
0: just, just comedy-wise from Chicago?
1: Comedy-wise from Chicago. I started in Texas. Oh,
0: you just said that. Yeah, I'm
3: kind
1: of... Well, I started comedy that. in Texas. only Which for a few Texas years.
0: city? Or near
1: Austin. A... Okay. I grew up near Austin. There's a little comedy club at the time in Temple, Texas, and then Austin, and then
0: Chicago. Okay. Because I was going to say, Chicago is sort of like a kindred spirit to... Chicago is a, is a Canadian sister city, I feel like.
2: I wouldn't know Deb. Yeah, a lot of uh, Toronto comedians. What is that? Go... Just because it's the
0: second city bridge.
2: It's the second, second city, city bridge. Is in both of it's those places. It's the improv bridge. Mm-hmm. Toronto prides itself oh, no. on h- having really amazing improvisers. What's going on? Ha- Ever? I Ever heard that. Zip-
0: Did you put the mic like, next to your zipper? I didn't so mean to, but I realized going to be in now. the podcast. Yeah. You guys oh, got to no. hear a very intimate <laughs> zipping. <laughs>
2: with the mic. In I literally the other talked hand. for 2 seconds and ever had to steal it away with her prank gags. <laughs> um hey, so it is like it does feel like a sister city. Yeah, uh, right. Andy. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um we like to ask our guests this before we get into the stories. Uh what if anything is your background in science? And that ranges from degrees to a class you liked or hated at school or stuff you used to blow up in the woods.
2: Uh Well, there's a couple things. I actually, I'm, I like science. Uh I like how it's intertwined with art. Mm -hmm. You sound like Betsy DeVos. Um, (laughs) But what I really like... (sighs) What I really like is scientists and how crazy they are. Mm. Like uh, Marie Curie. She was nuts. And like... uh, Nikola Tesla Mm -hmm. died like a poor man and a bitter Mm -hmm. asshole. I like that part of science. Curie,
3: the only person to have two Nobel Prizes and two science subjects. Yes. And then died because of basically transporting radioactive (laughs) material in her
2: pockets. (laughs) (laughs) She's hilarious. Anyway.
0: She she literally died doing what she loved. Yeah, she
2: literally died disappointing her family. (laughs) (laughs) Not being respected. She's a female. What are you? A female doing <laughs> science? Come on. Um. So that part of science. I like like the uh the drama side, the personalities, the competitive side of science. So science. Side right. of I got science. some. I
0: got some good science books you'd like that are equally about the people. Uh, like, have you read? For I'm guessing, you haven't. But uh, no, for, I've read you said nothing for Matt. Right, Matt. I always thought it was for Ma. I thought it was Femme. French. Maybe famous. fem yeah, it depends how... I just... I don't know
3: French. I, I would probably pronounce it Fermat if I'm just saying Fermat's Last Theorem, but yeah, it's, so it would have been... He's French, so it would be Fermat.
0: Okay, falmar's Enigma, the story of this famous um, theorem the last theorem that Fermat or Fermat had and the centuries that it took to prove this thing. Like he said when he first came up with it that he had a proof and he said it's quite ingenious but the margin isn't wide enough for me to put it in the margin of this book so I'm, I'm leaving it out. And then everyone since then for centuries was like did he actually have because yeah, the world's top mathematicians he, have tried to... He
3: absolutely too. didn't. <laughs> yeah. But did he think he did?
0: Did he, <laughs> he think he here's, did? Here's what he almost certainly had.
3: Um, he almost certainly had a a proof for non-prime uh values of n or
0: for non-prime okay um as a quick refresher to the audience uh it's i believe it's a to the n plus b to the n equals c to the n yeah has no solutions for integers with n bigger than two or three
3: uh bigger than two because like um because uh well if you think about like pythagoras's theorem is a squared plus b squared equals c squared. squared. And it has loads of whole number solutions. Yeah,
0: if you have have a triangle that has a side that's 3 and 4 and 5, that all works out. Because 9 and 16 make 25.
3: And also 5, 12, 13, and in fact an infinite number of solutions. Infinite, oh, okay. But, well, firstly, any multiple of those, Mm. but also there's even infinite ratios. Okay. But then, um, it turns out, squared, there's infinite numbers of whole number solutions. Cubes, there aren't any, uh and then you go like, "All right, what about power four? What about power five It turns out there are none, and that's yeah. what his theorem was. And he probably had a proof for certain numbers. He probably had a proof for three because that's pretty doable. He had probably had a proof for non-prime version numbers of values non-prime of n. Prime
1: versions, yes. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but sub-prime versions, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anything, <laughs> but no, like almost certainly he didn't have because the proof that eventually was found by Andrew Wiles
0: like a hundred pages
3: well and also just uses mathematics that were so far beyond what existed in his time yeah like it would be like um it's it would be like it's tech Technology, mathematical technology that is so far ava-
0: ahead of what was there. Right, right, right. Um, the point of us getting really technical was to say that the book is not that technical and it's actually really fun because it's about the people who try to solve it and like there's one of the guys who had really important math that ended up being crucial to future mathematics research he was challenged to a duel at some point and he's like oh I'm a shitty shot like I'm gonna get killed in the morning yeah. so he stayed up all night trying to write down everything he knew because he knew he was gonna die and he died that would be Galois whoa What's that? that's probably Galois Everest Galois he, yeah. he's
3: really important in, he developed group theory he proved the insoluble of the Quintic this is all stuff that is um,
0: so this is closer it's, to your world than mine yeah.
3: totally yeah Galois died in his early 20s after revolutionizing whole fields of mathematics in a duel he died in a jewel yeah. yeah. Okay, it's definitely that guy. Um, yeah, and he again like weird, awkward, argumentative genius. Um, yeah, he proved that. Um, so you know the quadratic equation formula that you had to learn at school that I think mm-hmm. got a shout out in an episode a few a few yeah, weeks ago. Negative b plus or minus the square root yep. of. Right, yeah. So there's one of those for cubic equations as well. So like so that a quadratic equation is x something x squared plus something x plus an it plus a unit equals zero. And a cubic equation is one level bigger, so it's got a cu- x cubed plus mm-hmm. X squared plus something X, uh, and the quartic. Uh, and they all have formulae that solve them, and the quintic doesn't. Oh. The, there's no formula that always doesn't solves the quintic equation.
1: Quintic really... sound like a type of coffee or like
0: some uh, hipster bar. I was going to
1: ask
2: if yeah. ever, ever are you following along, and then I remembered you walk around with your fly undone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was almost a biochemist. I forgot now, Yeah, all my, You told me. I forgot Yeah, my let's get onto to yes. your. Because this is something. Yeah, this is very We talked
3: juicy about this at Bridgetown boys. a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. When, when we first mentioned trying to get you on the show, you're like, you're you're a comic with a sciency background.
1: Yeah, I used to only I before I would tell like stories about myself on stage. I would only only want to tell science jokes and science stories, and because um, I was like, nobody can know I'm gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> Here's a joke about photosynthesis. <laughs> and then that I'm uh, sure
3: my husband might have told yeah.
1: me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> my bob haircut there's nothing gay <laughs> um yeah and then um i was taking i always wanted to be a comedian but growing up you know in the community i was in i mean my parents were always very encouraging but it's always like you gotta go to college all my friends are like you're not gonna go to college and i was like i'll go to college and then we couldn't afford i was gonna go to the university of dallas we couldn't afford that and then i was gonna go to a state school but i didn't apply on fafsa so we couldn't afford that So then I went to a community school, community college, and I was like, I don't actually really want to do
2: this. What made you, like, decide that you don't want to do it?
1: Well, I wasn't taking the classes seriously. It was more like, hey, this is fun, but I was, my more attention, more of my attention kept going to, like, Austin. I would drive to Austin, like, and go to improv shows and stand-up shows, and then I was like, this is more what I want to do. Like,
3: this is interesting and fun, but, like... So what about, no. was it biochemistry you said? Yeah. What about that first drew you to that subject?
1: I wanted to study how starfish could, like they re- regenerative properties of starfish and uh-huh. then relate it to STDs. Oh. I, I go on. Not necessarily like AIDS, like everybody was like into AIDS, but I was like, but what about like herpes
3: and syphilis and like other so what, crazy things? So how does starfish relate to that?
1: Well, I was just like thinking... There's got to be a way to like cut off a dick and regrow a nice one, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or like some type of cure. It (laughs) It didn't make any sense. But you know what I mean? Like regrowing limbs. But they can do that now. What? I think so.
0: I don't know. Look, I got
1: really stone. Look I'm a little
0: hungover. There was a thing that I meant to look up and see what... There's this powder... Oh yeah! A couple of years ago, this happened, right? This sounds like one of my guys stories. About
2: this? Have you heard about this? Uh, yeah, the, the the paste that some kind of can like can a guy cut off, off
0: the tip of his finger accidentally, I think. But mm-hmm. he had this powder, and it sounds like Jack and the Beanstalk. But um, it made news like three or four years ago. Matt, are you googling this? I should be I looking am. it up because it sounded impossible, and it probably probably cornstarch. <laughs> yeah. it's just like kool-aid mix yeah.
1: yeah okay but he really grew a finger back or no what? i
0: mean it was a very tiny section and it could have just been that it healed the way skin heals but uh let's see what matt says man's finger grows back
3: thanks to pig bladder powder i'm guessing this is the story that you're talking if it's about a
0: powder and it's a finger it's got to be the story and, and if it, it pi- involves pig- pigs oh definitely.
1: tell me yeah. my nickname is pig Neck.
0: <laughs> why why is that
1: <laughs> i know all about pigs <laughs> No, I don't. Deb calls no, me. No, I don't neck.
2: know why. I just started calling her pig neck one day. It, it, felt, it was so felt funny. Fitting. You know, it's it so really funny. Felt fitting calling you pig neck. We were in a grocery store and or... I grabbed your neck. So I was like, Come <laughs> She's on, just like pig, I'm pig neck. Pig neck. <laughs> I'm, sorry.
1: Just, I'm sure from the onlookers in that grocery store, they're like, "What the fuck? Just do- <laughs> You can grown it, you can women. it lovingly. Oh, no, around. you don't say oh, it lovingly. No, never. Um,
3: <laughs> okay. Amazingly, a man's severed finger grew back thanks to one South Florida doctor and a little pig bladder. This is from Huffington Post, so I'm going to. Maybe fake news yeah uh jockey paul halpin was feeding a horse when the animal managed to bite off one of his fingers tight (laughs) one of the guys that worked with me reached his hand in the horse's mouth took the fingertip out and i jumped in the car grabbed the rest of my finger wondering what we should do halpin told uh, cbs miami um he took the severed fingertip to the hospital but staff told him it was too late to reattach him Halpin sought out Dr. Eugenio Rodriguez of the Deerfield Beach Outpatient Surgical Center, who he had heard used a revolutionary procedure called xenograft implantation. Rodriguez used pig bladder tissue to create a mold of Halpin's missing finger and attach it to the stump. He then instructed Halpin to apply a powder made from the same pig bladder tissue for two months. Pig bladder is used because its protein scaffold is nearly identical to that of human tissue it stimulates your body to attract your stem cells and then the stem cells start producing the tissue that's missing weeks later the finger cells bone soft tissue and nail grew into the mold
0: so the nail was totally severed yeah that would, be, uh, that, that would be that would that would show that like that's a definitely like a spec like it's not just that skin is healing like if it's if it's if the nail was gone and that gets regrown then it's like revolutionary stem celly kind of stuff right. where it's differentiating the tissue and shit so it yeah. definitely it doesn't
3: look pretty. It doesn't look like a great finger, but it's a finger.
0: <laughs> I want to see. What? So this is real. Then why wasn't it a bigger story? It seems like that's a pretty. Let's see what the finger looks like.
3: Wow. Hang on. Let uh, me. Uh, let me. Let me expand that a little.
0: Why is it's it a blur- bit out of focus? Yeah, weirdly. Why is it, why it out of blur- focus? The- are they afraid that we're going to be afraid to see this shitty finger? So it's, it, there was a knuckle severed, and the knuckle didn't grow back. But then he has the nail growing at the end of the second segment. <laughs> I mean, just it. go the...
1: without a finger.
0: What's that? <laughs> what a freak! Just go without a finger. Yeah. What's what do you are you like? So a essentially, he didn't guitarist?
2: grow a finger. He just grew a f- nail.
0: That's the only technology <laughs> developed. Is just like you can grow fingernails wherever you want. But
2: like, <laughs> what if that's like? He, he's
1: like, yeah. I'm the finger guy in his hometown. You know who you're talking to. He just he holds also, up his hand.
2: Who's the ballsy asshole that goes after the the the, thing, the tip of the... the yeah the the thing that just bit the guy's? Finger I know. Yeah. Let me just take. I'll be out. the I'll hero that, here.
3: Out. Do you reckon that guy's like, hey, if you fuck with me, I'll make you grow a fingernail somewhere. <laughs> don't yeah. want you don't want to mess with him. He made me grow three fingernails in my asshole.
0: <laughs> I was inclined to think this story was bullshit but uh, it's not it's straight from the horse's mouth
3: oh, oh, i so sorry I'm so I sorry. loved it so um, I love it while we are fact checking by the way uh, Galois died in the duel aged 20 which is sickeningly young I was halfway through a degree when he had already revolutionized mathematics and died. But probably
0: back in that time,
3: 20 was like 50 or 60 or 70. That's a fair point.
0: But then again, I've heard that the counter to that is when everyone talks about like, oh, by my age and like the middle ages, I'd be dead or I'd be middle age, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'd be 40 is the life expectancy. I think that was still like not how long the average person, not how long the average lifespan was, but how long the average person lived. No, wait, not... They could live longer, but they kept dying. Mean, not median. No, because it's all about infant mortality. Yeah. If you make it past 10, then you're probably going to have a comparable lifespan to what we have. It's just so much.
3: Yeah, the average life expectancy since, say, like the 1600s or whatever, it has increased by a couple of decades. But not like when people go like, oh, the average person died aged 45. That's including thousands of of little babies, babies not making it. And that really skews the average.
2: Oh. Yeah.
3: So yeah, once once you make it
2: sort of past your teen years, 10, and you're going to make it or to Or teenage 60-ish. girls dying while giving birth to a baby. That's sure. also Oh, get yeah. on the soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> here
3: we go. But like if you if you that's like if if you, if you make it to so 30, should. you're probably going to make it to 60. Or more <clears throat> more people who make it to 30 make it to 60 than don't. Yeah. It back even back in those days.
0: That's why you're pushing this hard in this abstinence only education, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm pushing it hard.
3: Um we had a few letters in that I, I I quite like to go through just before we get into the bulk of the other stories. We do have some good letters, yeah. We've had some great letters. Um, firstly, we've had another sociopath write in. Uh, <laughs> this is becoming a thing now. Every couple of episodes someone writes in as a sociopath uh, asks again not to be named which I think is reasonable uh, but we had a discussion a few weeks ago about the difference between so- sociopathy and psychopathy uh, and it seems to be pretty blurred but generally it seems like at least by some definitions sociopaths are made psychopaths are born uh and Mm -hmm. sociopaths have some moral some morality but their program is programming is broken so they don't follow it whereas psychopaths just lack the morality um but yeah, this writer says, um, "Hey there, I'm another sociopath listener of Probably Science. You guys kind of nailed it with the comments about good parents raising a sociopath to be functional. I listened to a podcast a while ago, an episode of Sword and Scale with an interview of a functional psychopath. That kind of impressed on me the idea that the same might be the same might be true of he says psychopaths, but I think it's sociopaths. I think that was a typo. Having been raised." Uh, well enough I have a fairly liberal leftist humanist kind of mentality just not for any kind of emotional reasons I figure that what's best for people as a whole is likely to be best for myself as well I've read quite a few articles and research papers on the subject of sociopathy and psychopathy that have read that sociopathy is at least is likely to be a scaled thing with most severe cases being the sort you might associate with killers or particularly brutal business persons and politicians and the least severe, seeming to be akin to low-level autists who are just bad at feeling and reading human emotion on others.
0: Also, the first time I've heard someone use the term autist for an autistic person. Yeah. Makes it sound like it's a craft. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of makes it feel like someone who's really good at making cheese for some reason.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Like> artisanal.
3: <laughs> yeah. artisanal cheese. Um, there are other shared traits with sociopaths just uh, like being loners and stuff. At least, I at least don't have that particular issue. Having had two friends for over twenty years, a family I'm close with, and a girlfriend, I think perhaps the nature of these those relationships is different. In that I'm not emotionally bonded to them. I don't feel emotionally compelled to like my family. I just like them as one might like a stranger they've met who interests them. <laughs> like, wow! Well, all right, uh, I'm and th-
0: keep you alive. You're, you're entertaining me.
3: Yeah, so, but I I get that. That's interesting. And then it says uh, some nice things about our show. Uh, Thank you very much for that. But yeah, so it's just sort of someone who has learned how to function without those specific skills that are more innate in other people.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I heard that you should never feel like, uh, because I hear dating a sociopath is like very... Emotionally draining, and uh people always feel like if you're dating a sociopath, don't ever feel bad because if you break up with them, they won't feel bad. They'll be like very
0: like okay. But then don't don't you still think they're kind of manipulators and they'll be like fighting to get? I mean, they oh, this, will. This, this they will. Typical, but you shouldn't. You should just walk away. And they'll just forget about it. Soon yeah. Anyway,
1: so well, I think they'll put up a fight. Yeah, well, For about mean, a totally month or will. two, it'll be crazy, and then then they go away.
2: Unless they stalk you and kill you.
1: (laughs) But in my (laughs) personal experience, it was like a two-month volcano.
2: You dated a sociopath? (laughs) Did you, like, a clinical sociopath? Well, I don't know if they were ever diagnosed. Well, you gotta get it diagnosed first. Well, what am I supposed to say? Go get diagnosed? Technically, everybody's dated a
1: sociopath then. Well... I read a lot of blogs, and I compared a lot of behavior.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> narcissistic you... personality disorder at best. All right.
0: Okay, here's a question. Have you guys ever uh, tried, yeah, armchair diagnosed somebody else via, like...
2: The internet? Yes, definitely. 100%. Oh, yeah, dead business. No,
0: but then, like, you want to have some kind of expert, so, like, do either of you go to therapy, or have you gone to therapy yes. before? Yes. So I currently
2: have, go to therapy every Friday at 9 a.m.
0: All right. So do you ever tell that person about people in your life and ask, "Does that make that person uh, this?" No, I've or... not
2: once. I only talk about myself during therapy. Believe yeah. it or not,
0: you got to get bang for your buck on that. You're paying a lot for those. Sessions. I am.
2: Yeah. I have such guilt and hate myself so much that I am. It's a real tough one for my therapist. Yeah.
0: There's plenty Uh, to work with, with just what's in front of her. Yes. Or or him. him. I don't know what gender therapist you go to.
2: She's really great. Um, Um, Yeah, there's a lot to work with currently. uh, But I'm getting through it, which is great.
3: I I have absolutely internet diagnosed an ex.
2: Oh, let's hear it.
3: uh, Someone I dated back in the UK a few years back. Uh, Like almost certainly borderline personality disorder.
0: Was oh, this the compulsive liar, drummer? Oh, wait, am I saying yeah. too much? No, I don't think so. we oh, okay. Uh,
3: we've, she's, she's had a mention on the show before, but yeah.
0: The drumming's my favorite part. Yeah,
3: compulsive liar, um, what kind manipulator. Of oh, well, any, Snare? because it was a lie. Everything about her life was a lie. <laughs> was, well
0: like no When confronted way. with a drum set, she'd be like, oh,
3: I, I don't do this in my downtime. Well, it was my like, elbow <laughs> it hurts. I don't think that anyone ever put... Dru- it, like, it. it, it was... I like I, someone I've ended up talking about on stage uh, a few times because like I think the interesting thing about it is if you've ever dated a compulsive liar once you sort of fully in it like manipulate it you you become a compulsive liar yourself you have to because you end up propagating their lies you end up being a conduit for their bullshit because yeah. it's like that or admit no to yourself ways. and to everyone that you're a sucker.
1: So you would be like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend or something So you girl end up covering her. For,
3: you cover for her yeah, bullshit because they're like, her so where is she getting this money from? And you end up just spinning the same lies and bullshit yeah. that she has because it's like – and you know when it's coming out of your mouth. So you're like, oh, it's an insight into what it's like to be a pathological liar because I know what I'm saying is a lie. But I also know it's socially easier for me right now to say this lie than it would to yeah. admit – because it's such a big thing to admit this whole –
2: Thing was all bullshit. The whole
3: thing was bullshit, and I'm trapped <laughs> and in this awful relationship. Kids. And uh, I'm, right. yeah, and I'm, a, and I'm an idiot. Like, how it's admitting long did the, you date her? I the best part of a year. Like, it was like I got f- like you stuck. It, like, it was full on. She was exciting. I'm guessing, right? At the beginning, and then it just gets increasingly manipulative yeah. and like all like just gradually isolating. Like it was a horrible thing, but like gradually isolating me from my friends and everyone. And yeah, until you're sort of stuck in this world with this crazy person and you end up sort of semi-crazy yourself wow uh but yeah it's like and then um it was a couple of years after the race when i was out of the relationship i was listening to dave foley's episode of mark maron's podcast mm-hmm. wtf uh and he was talking about his first wife uh and he was like yeah she had borderline personalities and described all these awful traits that that she had. And I was like, Oh well that's uh and then like I just googled and Yeah looked up like both like WebMD and Wikipedia and stuff like and it has like a checklist of if you have more or if someone has more than whatever, like eight of these ten traits and use your
0: belt buckle as a form of identification (laughs) You, you might have borderline versus
3: yeah <laughs> exactly so it was like and I was just looking at going like yep 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 and obviously you know internet diagnosing someone who isn't in the room is such a is th- the definition Fun. of inexact science yeah. Yeah. but I it also absolutely is so, can't, so
2: gratifying because uh, it just like reaffirms like okay I wasn't yeah. I'm not crazy like, yeah this, and also just it, reaffirms it, oh this is it puts this logic is, to a, like a, a logical situation a mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. bit
3: yeah and also you go like oh this isn't a unique thing this isn't a unique yeah like Oh, she if she obeys all these if these symptoms are enough of a thing to have a Wikipedia page, then then the thing that I got sucked in by is far from unique. Like there are pro- there are thousands of people in my situation and thousands of people in her situation. So you
0: feel better about falling for it because it's probably happened to. Yeah, or at
3: least just at least having a name for something right, just right. at least gives you some grounding rather than just this uh, amorphous world of awful.
0: What
1: do
2: you think she says about you now?
3: Uh oh. What lies about you? Uh, any number of like every so often they still find their way back to me. Really? Like what, um, what's
2: the latest one that found, found I, It hasn't for way a while.
3: It's been out of it for a while, but the person she dated after me um I found out she was cuz after um towards the end of their relationship when he was getting out of it, he got in touch with a mutual friend of ours and was like, "Hey, so there's some things about her that don't add up and I'm just wondering if mad experience and and our mutual friend was like yep Mm. here we go (laughs) uh, so one of the things was like showing him abusive text messages that i had sent to her that i'd never sent to her so she'd worked out how to send herself text messages and and then like
0: an account for that that says
3: yeah well i think i worked out i I don't know whether this is what she was doing but i suspect i worked out you can send yourself text messages delete the outgoing message and then just set your own phone number as someone else's name <laughs> and then screenshot and then it. show it yeah. um but then i was like oh yeah that makes now i know that she has the ability to do that that explains the agent who was promising her payment for work that never appeared uh, uh oh. that she was showing me text from at one point and various other like text messages and you're like yeah. oh um i but... gave him so much drumming
0: i drummed all the drums <laughs> yeah and he yeah said i just he picture me for the drums i just
2: <laughs> picture her like oh, I got a text from an agent. And you're like, oh, cool. Well, look at it.
0: Look <laughs> yeah, at it. you got to yeah, see. Look, yeah.
2: is just so so this is why you have work. to get rent. You have to look at it right now.
3: Yeah, this <laughs> is why you have to get rent this week. Uh, but this money is definitely coming in because oh, it definitely no. says Oh, together.
2: Who... Uh, oh, Matt, you live exist. together. I, I like to wait at least three years before moving in with someone. Well, that's because <laughs> you haven't
3: dated someone who's
2: very good at manipulating you. <laughs>
0: Say, or maybe the someone's... other
2: person is yeah. dating someone that's. Yeah. Meaning, I'm the manipulator. Yeah, like, this was, yeah, it it was if, five more. Was months. she homeless? Was she like, I want to be homeless? Uh,
3: it was. It. Did she love? Bomb she you? was at her folks for some point, and then there was some. Again, in, now with hindsight, entirely fictitious reason why her parents were not going to let her live there anymore. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it was like every every story of hers almost the exact opposite was true. Like if anyone she claimed owed her money, you could she, almost bank on like she owed them the exact amount of money. Of so she was like, oh, my parents owe me this money and that was the money she owed her parents. Uh, this second guy who she dated after me was telling me like, Matt owes me this money and it was the exact amount of money wow. that she still owed me. And know, yeah, so was... How do we get onto well, this topic? I don't know, but those sounds... Oh, sociopaths. Those yeah, that totally reality, makes sense. Yeah.
0: Those things she would tell you, the, the, they all sound like... A, a whale of a tail. Do they, Andy? They do. <laughs> those, <laughs> those pathological lies. And speaking of whales, oh. uh, speaking of whales, I
2: love your segue you. so much. Thank
0: you very much. Uh, this was sent in by a, a couple of listeners, I believe. And uh, it's, or did you find it for, whatever. I, I, I don't have a name it associated sent
3: with it. It was sent in by a. Uh, one of our, which listener
0: sent it in. Was it Baz? I found Market? it. Down. You found it. Yes, no. but I also found it. <laughs> look at this
2: text. Dev found it. <laughs> this is an article. In... I texted it to you guys. Look, look at my text. <laughs> oh my god, there
0: it is. It says my name, so it must be me. Um, this is in New York Magazine. Scientists finally figured out why whales do awesome leaps into the air.
2: Tight. What is it? This was Super sent tight. in by
0: Baz Lovenberg Thank you, Baz. Thank time listener, Wait, donator. can
2: Ever and I guess what it is first before you tell sure, us? Sure. What's the reason? Reverse awesome gravity.
0: Leaps? reverse gravity Um,
2: gravity. i'm gonna say just to feel the sun a little bit
1: (laughs) and i think it's also like maybe they collect oxygen in their cells somehow that way or maybe it's like a horny thing
0: Mm, it's closer to that. Oh, it's a little bit closer to that. It's a
1: horny thing.
2: Not a
0: sun on your back. <laughs> so everybody, everybody knows that humpback whales make excellent professional wrestlers. With zero hesitation, these gentle giants will leap out of the air, corkscrew their bodies, then slam back into the water with sixty-six thousand pounds of fury. Tight. It turns out that these cetaceans aren't just showing this, aren't just doing this to show off. According to a recent paper in Marine Mammal Science, you guys got this month's issue, right? No. Oh, man. Did you forget to do the change magic? I am not S-
2: yes anding you,
0: oh. sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the breaching serves as an acoustic telegram communicating with far-off pods. It's like how European or African people would send sonic signals from village to village via drum or how wolves howl at the moon. Make a big enough splash and the percussion speaks for itself.
1: Oh, that's like a drunk text. Like a... You up. <laughs> <Whoop-boom>.
0: <laughs> As noted in the Marine Life Publication Hakai magazine, University of Queensland Marine Queen, <laughs> University of Queensland Marine Biologist. Not a real place. Albi <laughs> S. Kavanaugh. Uh, and colleagues observed seventy-six humpbacks humpback groups off the coast of Australia for two hundred hours between twenty ten and twenty eleven. They found that breaching is way more common when pods are at least two point five miles apart with fin or fluke slapping deployed when fellow whales are nearby. The breaching probably carries better than whales' signature songs. They're potentially using these behaviors when background noise levels are higher, Kavanaugh tells Hakai, as the acoustic signal as the acoustic signal possibly travels better than a vocal signal would. Given that whale songs have regional accents, you have to wonder if their aerial gymnastics have a certain patois, too.
2: God. Oh, I just... love that. I love that word. Patois. Patois. Mm-hmm.
0: patois.
2: I
1: just
3: scoffed at it. You did. You were very dismissive of that as a concept. This is Trump's America now,
1: so yeah. <laughs> dumb it down, do please. Yeah, speak.
3: You jumped
0: like an American whale.
1: <laughs> or you ain't a whale.
0: Oh, Matt, it seems like time is just flying by every year faster and faster than the year before. It's just, it's terrifying. I can't, I can try to grab... The time, and it just seeps through my fingers.
3: What, what are you getting at, Andy? Are you I, getting at how hard it is to read a
0: book nowadays? I'm just saying I don't have a lot of free time, and I feel like I waste time on these mundane tasks where I could be doing something else while I'm doing that task. You do, and you used to love, like, you used to love reading. You used to love books. Oh my god, I used to honestly, honestly, I used to get in trouble for staying up late with like a flashlight under the covers, uh, and and I'd go to school and like three hours of sleep because I was reading all night. I don't know what happened to that kid. I miss that kid. Yeah. With the hunger for learning. Well, you know what you now can do? What can I do? You know what?
3: A much easier way for you to get books into your head Uh huh. while you're just going about your business. Say, driving somewhere on mm-hmm. your commute. Okay. Or jogging or at the gym okay. or any some such. Washing uh, dishes? Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of these books have been converted through the magic of science into audio. What? Uh. Yeah. Um. I, I looked at the process here. It turns out they... Uh, pay actors or in some case the original writer of the book to say the words out loud into a microphone and then it's recorded through professional technology hmm. and now this is distributed potentially to you the r- listener of this here podcast who we know by the very fact that you're on this podcast as someone who is able and willing to take words into your head through the medium of recording and you have a thirst for sound based words. You do. Um, and look, Audible. 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 The popular, pretty damn large internet company. Yes. Has a whole load of books. So many books. So many books. Including, for example, uh, Grunt, The Curious Science of Humans at War, written by Mary Roach. Hey, she was on our show. She was on our show talking about that exact book. And gosh, you can darn- hear that book. You don't have to sit down and look at the words. They'll be read to, to you. And gosh darn it, is that a good book. It's a great book. That is, a, as are all of her books. I'm pretty sure all of her books are on there. Um, numerous other books by various past guests of the show, I'm sure, are also available through this medium. I dare say there's a Jan 11 book or two. There's got to be. Through Audible. You could give a go on that. If, and, if it exists
0: as a book, it's probably in there. I don't want to I don't wanna overpromise, but like it's a huge, huge library. Here's
3: my worry about this thing, though. Because uh, you were telling me about this just before we came on air. But my worry is... What if I pay like pay this money to join Audible and it turns out to not be my thing? Like I've just had to give them a whole lot of money up front.
0: Uh, that's where nope. See, that's not the case. Because For, if wait. you if you right now go to audible.com slash PSP, as in probably science podcast, Audible.com slash PSP, you're gonna get a free thirty day trial. Really? Zero cost to you. Thirty, 30 days. day no money whatsoever trial. Yeah. Of I'm telling you, you can't make more time, but you can make the most of it. Turn your commute, your travel, your workout, your chores into something more with that free trial at Audible. Go to audible.com slash PSP to start now. Do it. And yeah, use our code. As again, audible.com slash PSP. You'll get that free 30-day trial and you'll have a, the, a wealth of knowledge being poured into your ear holes. So get on that.
1: I did also see... <laughs> Um, I wasn't reading it I refused to read it But our co-worker Jessica um, Started my Friday morning off By going Oh man Did you see 120 whales Killed themselves On the shores I was like Dude It's 10am But apparently These whales breached And uh, They got 90 back Into the ocean During high tide And then Group mentality Kind of like Pack mentality no. They saw that There are other whales Who were on the beach And they just came right back died it was a mass whale extinction mass <sighs> whale death wow. I'm looking this up did you up. find it yeah find it is it 120 something insane
0: fake news why do I keep saying that um, experts slam DOC over mass whale deaths a whale rescue expert is dumbfounded conservation department crews weren't stationed earlier at the site of today's mass stranding at the top of the south island this is in New Zealand um, yeah A stretch of the country One of the country's Most beautiful beaches Has become a graveyard As more than 300 pilot whales lie dead on the sand Oh god
3: <laughs> Wow
0: That was how my oh, Friday god. started How did I Oh I didn't hear about this I was hoping that it was a, uh, Some kind of example. I hope they but... like Sold the meat You know Made some Something out of them Lipstick um,
2: Is that what they make Out of whales
0: I Do What What uh, Perfume
2: Right Yeah And Is like uh, Ambergris? Makeup And I don't know sad. Well, they're not alive.
0: <laughs> okay, so it says 300... Um, d- 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 the remaining 100 who survived the night are at the center of a major rescue operation, which is now likely to stretch into the weekend. So now we're in the weekend, and maybe it's been updated. What caused this stranding? It doesn't make it clear how they got stranded. It's a mass stranding. So, I yeah, I don't know if it is like group mentality. You know, it or could it, also be
1: global warming. It's changing the water currents. It's changing the things in the water. I was reading, or I was watching something on like PBS about it. A couple of years ago, don't remember all the facts, but uh, sounds legit. Sounds <laughs> probably up, so science.
2: science, global warming. You say,
3: yeah,
1: the Arctic
2: shelf. Um, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, there was <laughs> while we talk about horrible, uh, yeah, I'm... animal stories. Um, this right. was sent in by someone, but it was linked to a website that I wasn't sure was real. Uh, I thought it might have been a fake one, but uh, it's also on the BBC and Washington Post, so this story is legit we had some stories a couple of weeks back about some unethical treatment of animals in film sets. Oh, yes. Um, oh,
1: the one about the dogs?
3: Yeah.
1: Were they fake? Was that fake news?
2: Or as Addy would say, <laughs> a dog's purpose. <porpus>. Thank
0: you.
3: <laughs>
1: in, we'll in
0: intertwine
3: the patois. two stories. So this story, our, f- our friend um, uh, VJ Thomas sent in... Uh, a story about a row over an Indian textbook that tells children how to kill kittens.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, how do you kill kittens? Well,
3: an animal rights a row has s- erupted ways. in India over a school textbook which tells children how to suffocate kittens. The book, which is used in hundreds of private schools, features a science experiment in which two cats are placed in separate boxes, only one of which has air holes. The passage in Our Green World Environment Studies is meant to demonstrate <laughs> that air is essential for life. <laughs> It reads...
2: (laughs) Kittens, the most popular pet in the world. It
3: reads, put a small kitten in each box. Close the boxes. After some time, open the boxes. What do you see? The kitten inside the box without holes has died. The book's publisher has promised it will not appear in the next edition.
0: I mean, could you have just solved this by putting the word if in front of that statement and changing it from an imperative to uh, (laughs) (laughs) just saying put a kitten in a box like then it's just like well i follow orders i'm a kid so i'm gonna yeah it does i mean do
2: they extend the experiment into like food and water as well well yeah, it's like it's like the test that you do at school
3: like when you first learn what a yeah. controlled experiment is did you like did you do the thing where you grow like bean sprouts or yes. something like that oh, Some yeah. in
2: like a in like a do, paper towel
3: yeah you do yeah. one without water one without light one with like food die in there or whatever. Yeah. You, just see, you just see what happens when you only change one variable at a time. Except this is with cats. This <laughs> in a is fox with...
0: By the way, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to totally forget what I did this week, which oh. is the most... The most directly related to this podcast thing I've done in years, I judged a fucking science fair. Yeah, guys. you did. I wow. judged an elementary school science fair and MC'd the awards ceremony. How
1: many week. kittens died?
0: So many kittens. Uh, my favorite project that didn't win, I think it won maybe second place for the K through three, was... Um, let me get the exact wording on this.
2: And then I have a question for you. Sure. How is science fair different than when
0: you grew up? I will tell you momentarily. Uh, Growing plants with Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. So they had two plants, one of which was listening to a nonstop loop on an MP3 player of Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. And that one actually did grow more than the one that didn't hear Taylor Swift. Wow. I don't know the science behind that, but um, it was a small sample size, but that is what happened. Um, The one that was most impressive was... You ask what's different. I would say that... Was it because the the one that was listening to the music was just like you know, more
3: impervious to haters.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's true. The other one was in, unable to shake anything off <laughs> yeah. and therefore hindered its growth. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Like, you know, uh, fucking bull weevils. They couldn't sh- couldn't shake those off. Yep. Couldn't shake off the early frost. Um, no, the biggest change, I think, for my day was just technology. <laughs> like, everyone's got cell phone cameras so everyone can have, if they want, they can accompany, and color printers. So they can have, like, good-looking uh, triptych foam core boards if they want to although the one who won for the younger grades wasn't the flashiest and it was handwritten in like you know second grader scrawl but they followed procedure better than anybody else it was about hummingbirds and whether they're attracted to more some colors more than others so they had three cups out with sugar so water. So as the
3: judge, so you were a good judge, where well, you were you refused to be swayed by the flashiness oh, no, of the no. presentation. There you was a super
0: of... flashy one that was like really bad science, and we were submitting our results via this Google form, so it was anonymous. And I wasn't like mean, but you know, I started everything off by saying good job. But I was like, I'm not gonna not ask this kid about these procedural flaws, even though he's six. Like I still want to know.
2: I'm <laughs> six. I mean, he's six. six. <laughs>
0: I mean, still, it's, it's bad science is bad science, and, like, someone needs to teach this kid. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure the parents had well, no idea. Had they were like, Come experiment. up. Um, the one that was, I felt bad for some of them, because I get a hard, I also hated science fairs as a kid, because I was always like, what the fuck am I going to think of that hasn't already been done and discovered and experimented on? And I guess it doesn't matter if it's revolutionary. You can just ask a question and then set up a test of that question. Um, but one of them was like, what happens when stars get older? Hypothesis. I think they do this. And there's no experiment. Yeah. You can't make a star make it blow up. So I guess his like actual <laughs> procedure was just
2: amazing going to could. the
0: library and looking up what <laughs> yeah. happens to him. And I was maybe, like. So I a, g- or like... maybe he did like a good science thought experiment. Yeah. It, it was, was good enough for Einstein. science yeah, uh, that wasn't the one that most bothered me though, because there was one that was like I could tell They're drunk like, with power. Got tons of <laughs> no, but it's like when you get a ton of parental help, but then it's also in the service of a thing that isn't even like on the right path. I forgot what it was, but um, but the hummingbird one was cool because yeah, I didn't know hummingbirds I guess are attracted to red. That's why you see the like, hummingbird feeders are red, mm-hmm. and they had three cups set out, and they were equal in every way of the same concentration of, of sugar in them, but just different food coloring. And then just observed for an hour, which maybe isn't long. I said, you know, you could have watched for more than an hour. Maybe, like, set up a camera or something and look at it later. But the birds, uh, the hummingbirds went to, like, the red one five times, the blue one once, and the green one not at all. Which is pretty good. And, like, they had a better control than most other... I don't know. It's a simple one, but at least it was, like, correct in its procedure. What else was there? There was one about... um, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I have well, a bunch of pictures. While you... What, I do want to read. You, what, you,
2: well, what... Did you do science fair when you were a kid? It's
3: not an America. It's an, not a British thing. Uh, I don't think we had anything like that in Britain. I, I first heard about science fairs from things like the Simpsons episode where they happen. Yeah. I, wow. I didn't know about it until...
2: We had science fair in Canada. Today, I threw three sprouted potatoes... In, in my garden
1: so that's kind of a science fair
3: like did you just chuck them loosely into the garden or did you actually put them into- no i
1: chucked them loosely
3: <laughs> so you're hoping
2: that just sounds like bad <laughs> housekeeping
1: <laughs> and
2: i said uh, what science what did, what uh experiments I'm did you goodness. do when you were a kid um what did i do it, was it we compulsory
3: in your in your schools to do the
1: science
2: yeah. fair Mm-hmm actually
1: in our school we didn't have to do a science fair but we had to do like the volcano baking soda project and then we also had to do um, we had to dissect a pig
0: oh we did the uh, fetal pigs mm. I, I remember think.
2: yeah doing the pigs that smell formaldehyde
0: formaldehyde yeah I forgot I have uh, pictures of oh I'm sorry go ahead no go ahead I'll
2: no, tell no, you what science I'm, fair stuff do, do, no no no, 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 it's no your I, no, I want to no, hear no. I, I just hear. got
0: excited because I saw some of these pictures I took yeah say, the... say say no say no say no let <laughs> okay fine uh when their
3: the- kids like doing like milgram's prison experiments yeah and yeah, stuff? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah um the fucking zimbardo uh wait which one no milgram is the shock zimbardo is the prison right uh, okay maybe I, think. I don't know uh tickle test procedure i tickled four girls and four boys age eight to twelve i tickled each for five seconds on the nose and five seconds on the elbow then i monitored them for approximately 10 seconds after tickling the nose and elbow to see how long they left I ranked each girl and boy on a scale of one to five, with one being the least ticklish and five being the most ticklish. Creep. and Recorded my results. I'm like, oh, how, do you, how do you quantify? Well, <laughs> come on, come on
1: that's a pervert in the making. Yeah, yeah that's,
2: yeah. A, that's, a, that's yeah. a pervert. Why does okay? Like it's going to be a that's dentist. That's a molester.
0: Conclusion. kid's going to be a
3: dentist. Did you say <laughs> yeah. why specifically a dentist?
0: <laughs> my hypothesis that girls are more ticklish teeth. than boys was proven correct in this experiment. On average, the girls I tickled had higher tickle ranges than the boys. Why does it matter? Because knowing how girls and boys react differently to something like tickling helps to better understand them and how they behave in society. How? I don't know. I didn't get how? that one a good score. Um, Did you
1: ask how? Did you say... Oh, I didn't
0: get to... I, there was, they didn't like defend their, their, their theses. <laughs> have like a viva. Vibe-
1: <laughs> Can you um, actually perform that tickle on me? Show me. <laughs> another
0: one that I liked was...
3: The title of this one this was... Guy- Excuse me, this kid's going to go take me into a back room and
0: tickle me yeah. for <laughs> just... Yeah. Fruits. Delicious or disgusting?
2: Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. That one was your basic, what, like, what's let's, his see how conclusion? Things, let's see how things rot. So they just put a bunch of different fruits out and saw which ones rotted first. Oh, okay. That's kind of boring. Well, oh. I mean, come on. They're six-year-olds. Um, Last uh, one. That, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ben.
3: No, what are you going to say? What was the last experiment?
0: The one that I liked the most in its summary... The because you're all supposed to say what you would do differently the next time mm-hmm. and uh, one person said this was for one about um, whether coffee stains your teeth more than other things they used eggshells instead of teeth if I ever do this experiment again one variable I might change is the time I left the shells in because I probably would have gotten to see a frail and corroded eggshell another variable I might change is the liquids one example is cappuccino hot chocolate and root beer next time I might not even do this experiment so I guess <laughs> I better start thinking of another idea <laughs>
3: Just sudden self-awareness. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then um, there's one that's just like setting shit on fire, and it's just scrawled in little kid handwriting. Oh, that's and pretty And pictures cute. of things burning. He said, uh, "Real world concepts." Oh, sorry. At the end of his experiment on fire, because he saw that uh, adding these random chemicals to things didn't change the color of fire. Real world connections. Now that I have done this experiment, I know that the internet isn't always true, which is a pretty good thing to learn at that yeah, age. Yeah, definitely. I would say. Um yeah, that was uh his experiment was called Will Household Ingredients Change the Color of Fire and uh the procedure was I'm going to put stuff on flash paper, light it on fire, and observe the color.
1: These we never got to do there are six kindergarten? I six mean I olds, was
0: yeah. I, this was like K through three, so at the oldest they'd be like nine, ten, what's a third oh. grader? Um, uh
2: eight. Eight, okay. My friend told me this story of uh this kid that had like gunpowder Mm -hmm. And uh, he used to just like do like a magician type like flash. Yeah. So he brought all the kids around and he was eight or whatever. And he was like, (laughs) check it out. But I guess it went off when his hand was closed. (laughs) So they all gathered around just to see his his hand (laughs) explode
0: was it bad did he get bad yeah
2: he he lost some fingers no. but then he was like check this out and usually his hands <gasps>
0: boom back. but it went off when his hand was closed oh my god so they
2: literally gathered around to just to see this kid's hand explode
0: holy shit <laughs> I'm
2: loving that it that reminds me
0: I forgot yeah my friend blew the end of his thumb off and it was like one of those pivotal, yeah one like, of
2: those things like end of innocence gather around of yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I had two science experiments uh, That I remember that I did One was the teeth thing And we used tile
0: Instead of the eggshells Pieces of
2: tile Instead of eggshells And what toothpaste worked the best Must have been nice How how do you define What toothpaste
0: works Or how do you quantify How toothpaste works
2: Oh we just uh, Smeared some stuff on the tile And left it for a few days And then brushed it off Oh okay we wouldn't have scored
0: high in your no, experiment. Listen, I, I, like you said I got drunk with power I've never judged anything and I was like oh this is uh, there's, there's stark differences between these projects and some, yeah. some of them need yeah. to learn a lesson Yeah, some of them need to know oh you and think this is science then, this is a science
2: <laughs> yeah just destroy it I was Kneel so before Andy. I
0: was so nice in every one of my comments but uh, I wasn't but I also wasn't like not, I wasn't you want to push I wasn't them. coddling them you know yeah like I'm wasn't... sure
2: you were sweet and stern
0: and also those comments would only go to the kids if their parents asked if they can see the judge's comments so got it really it was like a, it was, there were radio buttons to click to like you know one through five on a bunch of different criteria then at the end if you want to leave comments and I spent like way longer than I had to I, I was in there for like three and a half hours just to look at like 15 projects wow because I really, I got into it I got into it so if anybody out there wants me to come harshly judge a little kids science, <laughs> yeah. in the LA area I'm totally available it
3: doesn't even have to be science Andy will judge will anything judge any your kid. children I will <laughs> do I will
0: judge any aspect of if childhood if you
3: want Andy to judge your children will email over. us probably science at gmail.com enclose yes. Yes. Uh, a uh, uh, details of the child that you need judging and remember to mark <laughs> your envelope judgment yep um hey we got um uh a correction or a clarification or at least some kind of letter from uh sean gordon listener regular contributor to the show um last week's episode was simon talbot he was talking about a blood uh condition he has and i think it might have been me who suggested it was hemophilia and that might have been a language barrier or a language difference or maybe he does think but um simon wrote in to say uh uh hey your guest um simon Talbot mentioned he had hemophilia but then described something that doesn't sound like hemophilia he said his cells are too big and he's got too few of them uh that's not hemophilia it sounds like the bleeding condition i have um it's called a uh, thrombocytopenia uh there are many different causes but it's the condition of having too few and too large platelets broadly speaking uh thrombocytopenia is your body killing off healthy platelets or your platelets dying prematurely. In my case, it's genetic, but it can also be caused by viruses, dietary deficiencies, or a bunch of other exotic causes like radiation exposure. In my case, it's not too serious. Uh, I seem to clot like anybody else for now, but it needs to be monitored. Uh, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to say uh, he doesn't have hemophilia. It just sounds like what I have. Um, And then, like, it's a double clarification. Because then he also says, on the now very old topic of fecal transplants, this has been a running thread for the last the oh, last yeah. four I episodes. have got those you fecal teas. A lot of, lot of sociopaths, a lot of shit. Um, my aunt had a fecal transplant. Uh, she contracted C. C difficile, uh, which is a pun in French. Yes, it is. Uh, oh, hang on. He actually says it was named for that.
0: No, named for a Quebec doctor.
3: Yeah, named by a Quebec doctor because it is difficult, uh, and it's a, it's a pun. C. Oh, difficile. I read
0: that as, bu- as for, not by. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh,
3: but named, yeah, named by a Quebec doctor because of that pun. Uh, huh. And in order to treat the out-of-control bloom of the bacteria in her intestines, she had a fecal transplant to provide bacteria to compete with and fight the C. difficile uh for this reason she can never take antibiotics because it will kill the fecal bacteria that was introduced to fight it uh but not the c-difficile itself so then i replied to say so she can't ever take it even after her own system's taken over from the balance uh and and she said no never because it would just kill all the non-antibiotic resistant bacteria and give the c-difficile complete reign to take over everything without competition uh it's a big problem she can't even eat steak because the antibiotics injected into the cows survives anything but a well-done cooking
1: Disgusting!
3: Right? Uh-huh. I have to look this up to make sure it's... Uh, Are you checking the C. difficile fact? Uh,
0: yeah, it does seem to be. It's, it's That's why it's called So that.
2: Simon yeah. had... what's? What does Simon have? Uh,
0: so Simon Talbot, who was last week's guest... lying
2: disorder? Either is that, is that what he said? yeah. yeah he he's the shit. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's the worst guest we've ever had. No, he mm-hmm. had... I think it might have been... He said he had a blood condition and to do with clotting He's and i also said
1: a drummer <laughs> i then yeah. said
3: hemophilia and he said sure sure but he is also
0: from a different country uh so maybe thrombocytopenia and i looked it like, up Look, let me show you the email are, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another word for platelet i guess is thrombocyte which uh, are the things that do the coagulating so, hence the thrombocytopenia
3: it um also while we're talking about denmark final correction maybe for this episode because um we we got talking about hygge, uh the Danish. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend's really big into that word.
1: Really? Right now.
0: It's big, right? It's a thing. It's why am I trying to convince you guys? It's. <laughs> yeah. People are talking guys, about come this. On. Come on. It's yeah. all about, like, a comfortable and good
3: living environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Richard Gascoigne tweeted at us the poor Dutch get forgotten. Gazellig in Dutch means exactly the same as Huga in Danish, but nobody Pinterests it. Uh,. I'm sorry. I don't know which of the Dutch or the Danes got I, there first.
0: Maybe it's because so, the Dutch already have their own. We have enough stereotypes for them. We don't have enough things we know about Danes, so we have to like because it's like the Dutch. You got your windmills and your sh- wooden shoes and your pot.
3: Yeah, and what's more comfortable than that? Yeah, <laughs> what's more comfortable <laughs> than living in a windmill with wood on your feet?
0: Yeah, it's a good point. You can't be simultaneously about wooden shoes and and real <laughs> living comfort. Yeah, that can't be. the culture is known for. But what what, what what kind of stuff does your girlfriend get into with it?
1: Oh, I mean just if we're in a car with friends oh it's real huge time oh this is a real hugely <laughs> evening oh we're having a hugely dinner like all the time does she call it hugely she calls it different things yeah hugely hugay <laughs> um uh, it depends but sometimes i'll say it and then to make fun of her and then she laughs so that's good that's and now him. she'll laugh too about it
0: is she danish or just no. A fan no of the cozy
1: she loves cozy well, who doesn't
0: love cozy this um,
2: is, I could take cozy or leave it cozy.
0: I could take it cozy or leave a koozie. <laughs> I
2: would well, love to leave a koozie, thing. a jacuzzi. Well, in Canada, it's called cozies.
0: Well, Beer cozies are called cozies? Beer cozy. Why are they even called cozies here? I don't know why,
2: because it's stupid. What the fuck's a koozie? I had to throw away all my koozies. It's keeping your beer cozy. It's a beer cozy. I thought it was just a southern
0: way of pronouncing cozy. It's
2: a way to keep your beer from getting it too cold on your hands. No, you put it on there. koozie doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a koozie.
0: But how is it spelled?
1: K-O-O-Z-I-E. Koozie. Is it really? That's how I spell it. Hand me that beer koozie.
0: That's it's a beer
2: on my cozy. Beer you still didn't explain why it's called a koozie you Because just said, it's not making your you beer cozy, just... it's
1: protecting your hands.
2: <laughs> From koozies? Or From you what? can put your beer in it and then you put that in your car and it doesn't look like you're slugging down a beer. No, it's not <laughs> protecting your hand, it's protecting the beer and making it. From what? Dangers? <laughs>
3: I, I, think think it's I, doing, would,
0: I think it's doing both.
2: I would like like the
3: argue that it's doing both. I yeah, would argue yeah. that a koozie. I think Sarah Palin
2: yeah, had, becomes the, the
1: Canada world.
2: ambassador.
3: I would say it has the dual purpose of insulating both the beer <laughs> from the outside room temperature right? and your, your hand, hand temperature, <laughs> yeah. and your hand from the coldness of the this beer.
2: Yeah, beer. it keeps your hand cozy. I no, will say a cozy
3: goes over a teapot to keep it warm.
1: Yes, thank you. Yeah, but you don't want your beer to get warm. You want it to stay where it is. Sometimes I put my koozies in the freezer. It's so cozy. the koozie is cold, then I cozy. put it on the beer to keep it cold. It doesn't so really doesn't work. Does it doesn't
0: work for the theory of keeping your hand? Um, I didn't say it was a smart idea. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Would You then You then need a second koozie to go over the top of exactly. the first
0: koozie. I have a metal koozie, which is not very cozy. Well, remember Nothing's when we were all
1: oh, I wearing this. polos? It's a cozy. Double polo? Remember the double polo look? Double polo pop polos? Is
0: that for coziness?
3: For now like, I do my koozies that way. <laughs> double
0: Double, <laughs> double
3: koozie. koozie. <laughs> Hey, guess what science came out of the nuclear test site?
0: What science came out of the nuclear test site? Your (laughs) mom.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Well, technically, yes. But also, uh, glass from nuclear test site shows the moon was born dry. Uh, We can't recreate the giant impact that led to the moon's formation in a lab, but humans have made some other big explosions. By examining residue from the first detonation of a nuclear weapon, researchers have cracked a window into the moon's past... Um, so, on 16th of July 45, the U.S. Army detonated a nuclear weapon for the first time in an operation codenamed Trinity. As the bomb exploded with an energy equivalent to 20 kilotons of TNT, the sand underneath it melted, producing a thin sheet of mostly green glass, uh, dr- dubbed trinitite. The explosion brought the area around the bomb to temperatures around 8,000 degrees C and pressures nearing 80,000 atmospheres. Ooh. These are... Yeah, I, I'd say, like, if you were directly underneath that at that point, you'd be you'd un- be uncomfortable. Um,
0: let's just say anybody not wearing SPF 20 million that day <laughs> is going to have a real bad day. Remember that uh, line from Terminator 2? is the dumbest... Uh, is that really? Is she's that li- describing... Linda Hamilton's describing uh, Judgment Day, and she's, let's just say anybody not wearing SPF 2 million is going to have a real bad day.
3: I bet that line came in separately in, like, a punch-up session as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I bet that wasn't the original skirtwriter, writer. Um... So, these extreme conditions are similar to those created as the moon formed in a colossal colossal collision between the Earth and another rock probably about the size of Mars. It's as close as we can probably get to conditions that you might envisage on a planetary body in the early solar system, says James Day at the Scripps Institute of Oceanography in California. Fortunately for planetary science, scientists meticulously measured and recorded details of the Trinity detonation, so there's plenty of information to work with. Day and his colleagues took advantage of that past precision to investigate why the moon has surprisingly little water and other volatiles with a relatively low boiling point, much less than Earth. To do so, they studied the distribution of one volatile element, zinc, in trinitite collected at different distances out from the explosion center. They found that the closer to the explosion the trinitite formed, the less zinc it had, especially when it came to zinc's lighter isotopes. That's because they evaporated in the intense heat of the explosion, while the heavier isotopes didn't, and so remain in the trinitite. The ratios of different forms of zinc left behind the trinitite showed remarkable parallels to what was observed in the moon rocks retrieved in the early Apollo missions. What's critical here is that the fractional factors... Oh, sorry. F- fractionation? Fractionation factors, rather. Uh how the heavy and light isotopes separate from each other exactly match. Oh, okay. Like,
1: um... Like landing on the moon was fake and they just got the rocks mm-hmm. from this site?
3: That's exactly what it was, yeah. Um. So, fraction... Like, the way they separate oil... uh, Oil oh, fraction... The fraction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the fractionation <laughs> process is, like, the heavier stuff goes to the bottom yeah. and the lighter stuff goes... Th- um, to the how heavier and lighter things separate. This means that zinc and other volatile elements, most notably water probably evaporated off the moon while it was being formed in a violent condition, collision or soon afterwards, while its surface was still incredibly hot. Previously, glass deposits from the moon with unusually high amounts of volatiles had led scientists to suspect that the moon's interior might have lots of water, similar to Earth's mantle. This study cast doubt on that idea. If water evaporated along with other volatiles as the moon was being formed, it's hard to imagine how much more could have lingered under the surface. Uh, Patrick McGovern at Lunar and Planetary Institute in Texas says, I think it's a pretty neat use of some of the data that we have on the ground here on Earth to address a planetary problem. Uh, uh, problem? I don't know. I'd t- t- say they're using problem to
0: mean like query. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, that and that is, as they say, why the moon is dry. Uh, the saying goes, the moon's no dry. Ever- we will, we will post links to
3: that story uh, as we do with all our stories at probably Uh and also in the show notes in this on episode. My, all
2: on my website. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. they, they go, you uh, don't have a website. <laughs> I did. I know you do. I don't do anything anymore.
0: Is your website gone?
1: Yeah, I bought the domain name. <laughs> uh, <it's> squatting. <laughs> I changed it. <laughs> changed everything about
2: your website. Redirected it to mine. I sold my website. To me. No. I bought it. DonaldTrump.com. I know I Why bought Why did it.
3: you do that, Deborah?
2: Yeah, I'm worth so million, million now. I would
0: have held on to that. It's... I'm worth
2: millions now. I'm DonaldTrump.com. Um, <laughs> he sold it to me for three bucks.
1: <laughs> don't, don't, don't.
3: Hey, if you go on com, you can also find the donation button. That's true, you can. And that site's powered by Squarespace, by the way. That is our Squarespace-powered website. Uh, the donation button has been used uh in the past week by quite and a few how. people. Yeah, we've got a lot of people to thank. Um monthly donations have come through. Thank you very much. Uh it says R Patrick Adam Chalky. That sounds like two people, but maybe it's just the one. That's the one, yeah. Uh Chockley? Chalkley. Chalk- Chalkley? Yeah. Uh Callum Gleason. Patrick Chalkley
0: oh wait I'm sorry yeah, hang on a second what's insane. going on here I don't... okay we, we probably both uh, I doubled up two on the here.
2: wow with all those donations you guys should hire an uh, intern to take care of this mess we
0: really should that sounds like someone wants to be an intern is that what I'm getting out of this oh, oh. I'm far too dumb
2: <laughs> you know what your uh, the corrections for this week's episodes gonna be what But everyone's straight <laughs> 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 no uh, I had it in my head but I forget uh, I'm sure there's going to be corrections. Let them get though. on with the there's thank yous. These are there will be corrections. There always are. Donated hard. on the donated button squ- squared by Squarespace. I'm
1: to okay. donate. No, you can't anymore. Okay. I own all a, your donation names a legally. Strict
0: policy against guest donating. Um, really? We keep trying. And we keep okay, read them the them. names. Thank read you, Kate names. Birch. Thank, thank you, Ben
3: Marriott. Thank you, Brooks Gilmore. Uh, James Cassens. Von McRoon's. Uh, Stuart Holding, Tony Johansson, and thank you very much, Justin Broad, and Linda Moulton. That's very generous of you. Thank you very much. Did thank you say
0: you. Claire Drew and Jason Hancock somebody? I did, Sorry. but we can okay. give yeah.
3: them another shout-out. Okay. Um, That's a double Le-
1: donation on your point, guys.
3: Sure. Lena Duffin has sent in a one-off donation specifically for... Uh, it says, this is a thanks for alerting me to the shirtless photos of Andy on Instagram.
0: Oh, you know what? I could use the follows, guys. It's Instagram... Uh Andy T Wood. It's Instagram. That's Instagram. I was gonna say Instagram.com slash but who goes to it in the browser? Just, no, for you know. Know. Just yeah. Yeah. Your, open up. you here. go to my Instagram, Instagram
3: as well, I've got some other candid shots of Andy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I've got some got candid the good, the good Instagrams ones. on mine too. Ever Maynard, M A I. You guys Vanity. are all banking on uh Andy's good looks, I think. Do yeah,
1: think I've definitely I, the followship. Yeah, follow that. Don't follow do Deborah Edda Robinson.
0: I also have science pictures. I got pictures from the science fair up there. No, you don't. Landscapes only topless. Still life. Yeah, been that's doing it. Flirty, so, oh,
2: flirty two undie two pics. Next, fun. flirty,
1: undie
0: pics. Maybe two shirtless pictures in five years of gramming. Come on, that's pretty good, right? That's.
2: I have a, p- a bikini <laughs> shot from one of your pool stripes. parties. Um,
0: I've got so many good pool party pictures I could put up. Pervert. You should.
2: Yeah, yeah you should. Uh, we also
3: have a a couple of generous one-off donations uh, from. Uh, Bill Mulligan, a uh, very nice donation and a Monty Python quote as well. Thanks, Bill. Uh, and then, hey, remember a while ago when we mentioned that uh, Rachel Karanek, uh met her boyfriend on OKCupid through a mutual mention of Probably Science? Well, Jordan Carter, who is the other half of that couple, has messaged in along with a donation. So thank you, both of you. I'm glad you're both together. Uh, That's sweet. Please name your first child Probably Science in our honor. Right? Uh, and that's a good. I think it's good because that's a gender neutral name that works for any gender. Yeah.
2: What about Quark? P.S. P.S. Say it. Say it, Deb. P.S.
3: Oh, Jordan probably does say. I science? can't. Oh, uh, okay. They're about to make jo- it snark. Uh. Jordan specifically says, I can't make any promises regarding baby names, so. Oh, okay. Thought you were cool, Jordan.
2: Hey, I think you're pretty cool. I thought
3: you, Rachel, and little baby probably were cool.
2: Follow it's me a in. really cute name for a baby, actually. Baby,
0: probably. Ag- yeah. I know someone named. I know someone with a baby named Maybe. Is this my kid? Probably. If you could have a maybe <laughs> kid, I can get you a probably kid.
1: Am I the daddy?
0: Probably. <laughs> um,
3: the other way you can financially help us is by using our Amazon shopping link. Mm. Oh, it cool! It costs you no extra. We get a little kickback. Why not set that as your link in your browser? Um so you never have to remember to type it in it'll auto complete with our code. You can find that link on our website as well. Um and uh spread the word. Subscribe if you're not already subscribing. That helps bump us up in the numbers. Write nice things about us on iTunes mm-hmm. or whatever or Stitcher or whatever podcast listener you use. Hey, we have time for like another story, I think. Sure, we could bang one out. This is I can give you the like the cliff notes. Monkeys and ju- dogs judge humans by how they treat others.
2: Oh. I think right. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah.
3: Studies involving babies have previously shown by the age of one, humans are already starting to judge people by how they interact. This has led to suggestions that children have this kind of innate mor- morality that predates their being taught how to behave. So, comparative psychologist James Anderson at Kyoto and his colleagues wondered whether other species make social evaluations. They tested whether capuchin or capuchin monkeys would show preference for people who help others. They watched an actor struggle to open a container with a toy inside. Then this actor presented this container to a second actor who would either help or refuse to assist. Afterwards, both of them, both actors, offered each of the monkeys food, and the monkey chose which offer to accept. When the companion was helpful, the monkey showed no preference between accepting the reward from the struggler or the helper. When the companion refused to help, the monkey more often took food from the struggler yeah and they also investigated the monkeys attitude to fairness in this test two actors began with three balls each actor a requested balls from actor b who handed over three balls then actor b requested balls from a and a either gave three balls back or no balls and lastly both actors offered the monkeys a reward and again the monkeys had no preference when they get the actor gave back three balls but chose the other person more often when the first person hadn't returned the balls uh and then they did the same thing with dogs um, where the dogs preferred people who helped their owners each owner tried to open a container then presented it to one of two actors this actor either helped or refused to do so while the other actor was passive then the two actors offered the dog a reward and it chose between them the dog had no preference when the first actor had helped the owner but were more likely to choose the passive actor if the first one had refused to help it's and like it-
0: they say monkeys and dogs they're the, they're the uh, Bernie standards of the animal world
3: yeah, they think that Anderson thinks the sh- that shows that monkeys and dogs make social evaluations in a somewhat similar way to human infants. If someone is behaving antisocially, they probably end up with some sort of emotional reaction to mm. it. Um, monkeys in the wild are likely to use similar processes to decide which member of the group they can cooperate with. Uh, and there's a bit more analysis, but we'll link to that story if you want to re- follow up on the last of that analysis.
2: They care about fairness. They like fairness, and I take away... From that story that a lot of cute experiments are happening in Japan.
0: That is one of the more cute monkey-related experiments. They're really yeah, adorable
2: experiments happening in Japan. Hey, uh, Deborah and
3: Eva, how can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Where can they find you?
2: You can find out about Deborah at
1: www.evermainard.com <laughs> It's M-A-I-N-A-R-D.com. And if you try to type in deborahetta.com, or even deborahetta It redirects back to my website
2: you can find me on instagram at deborahetta which also links back to my instagram and ever and i do our own podcast called the angel hour please listen to that Uh, it's going to be on itunes we're releasing it next week Um, and also uh, speaking of japanese people you should
3: go and see happy contest time when you next put on a show
2: yeah at the improv Mm-hmm. Uh, every couple of months, which is myself the show that, and Aiko Tanaka do it.
3: Which is the show? Yeah, you and I co-host it, and then comedians come up and are uh, judged by three Japanese, Japanese exchange students.
2: Yeah. Oh my god! I
0: didn't know that. It's exactly. <laughs> really? No, how did I not know about that?
2: I don't know that why you didn't amazing. know that.
0: I'm going to be there next time. I'm just, oh, I'm... of
2: course, yeah, we'll have cool. you compete. I would love to. Then you'll know what it feels like to be an eight-year-old judge oh boy. Yeah, boy. boy. It's just term. a young boy
0: being yeah. judged by this man.
3: It was good. It looked good, but it wasn't
0: science. Yeah. Oh, I got some flashy graphs, but where's the fucking procedural respect?
3: Okay, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. wow. <laughs> Three stars for that.
3: You can find us at ProbablyScience.com. You can tweet us at ProbablyScience. You can find us Facebook slash Probably science. Uh, you can find us individually at Matt Kirshen at Andy T. Wood. Also check out Jesse Case and Jesse vs. Cancer. Uh, that podcast. Write um, nice things about us on the internet. Spread the word. Donate if you're able to donate. Shop on Amazon through us if you're shopping on Amazon. Go and check out uh, Deborah and Edda's stuff. Thank you for joining us, both of you.
2: Thank, thank you. you so much for next time. Obviously, you'll just have me, but thank you
0: so much. Next
1: time much.
2: I won't be here if Deborah's here.
0: Some some bad blood in this room. We
3: gotta go. Fix I, this. I think I might have just said Deborah Anetta stuff rather than Deborah and Eva stuff. No, that's fair. Yeah, no, I you but you've merged names you anyway, so, so
0: that's fine. Consciously, I'm, I'm just deleting this hang episode. We're not putting this one out. Guys. Thank All right. you, I'm, appreciate I'm, 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 that. All right, I'm deleting it. God, bye. Right. bye. 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 Thanks to delete bye. right now. Delete.